Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 30 I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up, and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Isaiah chapter 5, verses 11 through 17. Woe to those who rise early in the morning, that they may run after strong drink, who tarry late in the evening as wine inflames them. They have lyre and harp, tambourine and flute and wine at their feasts, but they do not regard the deeds of the Lord, or see the work of his hands. Therefore, my people, go into exile for lack of knowledge. Their honored men go hungry, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Therefore, Sheol has enlarged its appetite and opened its mouth beyond measure, and the nobility of Jerusalem and her multitude will go down, her revelers and and he who exalts in her. Man is humbled, and each one is brought low, and the eyes of the haughty are brought low. But the Lord of hosts is exalted in justice, and the holy God shows himself holy in righteousness. Then shall the lambs graze as in their pasture, and no man shall eat among the ruins of the rich. Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. And to the church in Laodicea write, the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. Would that you were either hot or cold. So, because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him, and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches.
Good morning and welcome to the second Thursday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 30, Isaiah 5, and Revelation 3. And it, it, <laughs> the last verse of Isaiah 5 really stood out to me. It's just the 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 imagery. Um, the lambs shall graze in their pasture, and nomads shall eat among the ruins of the rich. And I don't know why, but I pictured like literal ruins and like being overgrown. Like there's, um, when I worked in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, the birthplace of the Civil War, there's an Episcopal church that burnt down uh, a long time ago. And then they rebuilt up the hill. But um, it's just beautiful, you know, ruins. And people think, oh, it was destroyed during the war, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no. It was burnt down in the 70s, and the church just decided not to rebuild because it had shrunk, and it, there was there was enough money. And I'm not a big fan of the Episcopal Church, like, up the hill, because, yeah, I don't know, it's just not, I don't know, the architecture sucks. And I'm I'm clearly uh, pretty snobbish about architecture. But anyway, um, in these ruins, um, wild raspberries grow, um, yeah, it's just, and it's sitting up on this bluff. It's got like one of the best views of um, the confluence of the Shenandoah and the Potomac Rivers. Um, and at, at at a certain time, uh, you know, during the Civil War, rather before, before they bombed the shit out of it, um, it was this huge, bustling um, arms factory. It was the first place where... Um, I can't remember what made it. It wasn't automatic. It was some kind of special rifle um, that was much easier to load. And it was being made, um, mass-produced at this armory in Harpers Ferry. And that's why John Brown goes to the ferry, to Harpers Ferry, to try and grab all these weapons in the South because it wasn't West Virginia. It was just Virginia. Um, and, you know, he, he fails and Robert E. Lee is the one who, who arrests him, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was this rich town, and you get the sense of it when you go through there. Like um, the downtown is really downtown. Uh, they call it um, Lower Harpers Ferry, um, and it's you know this quaint little village. And if you ever in the area, you should go to the the Christmas market uh, in the winter time. Um, it's still really popular with tourists. It's uh, half of it is. Uh, a national park now, and I worked with the at the bookstore there, but it was rich. Like it was, it was a rich area of town, our area of the country. Um, lots of jobs. Um, one of the jobs that I really loved doing while I was working there was I um, doubled as a research assistant, and I began I compiled information on all the churches in Harpers Ferry um, because John Brown was trained as a minister, and his fiery, you know attitude was also um, evangelical. Like, he was an uh, abolitionist, but he was also a preacher. Um, he based what he believed on on scripture. Um, and so this, this line, <laughs> no man shall eat among the ruins of the rich. And like, I'm, I've taken the girls um, raspberry picking at, at, the, at these ruins. We're not exactly nomads, we're more like Maybe pilgrims or uh, or the um, the hikers going along the Appalachian Trail, 
um, it, the imagery is so vivid for me. Um, and it isn't necessarily, at least in my mind, it isn't necessarily um, polemic. It's just like empires and metropolises fade. Um, you know, it, it was not a part of the Civil War that brought the church down. Some jackwad left a candle burning and burnt the whole thing down in the 70s. And they're like, fuck, man, we don't have money for this. So the National Park bought it and they restored it and made the ruins pretty. But they're ruins. And now you can go and eat among the ruins of this once rich area. Um, and I think it's easier to imagine this like polemic thing, right? And Mary, I don't think that the polemic thing is bad. Mary talks about it in Magnificat. You know, that God will bring down the mighty from their thrones and lift up the lowly, make the high places low and the valleys level. Um, but it isn't always that way. I think too often we can we can take our favorite parts like the Magnificat and then just kind of slap it on everything else. Um, but it, at least in this verse, it does talk about the humanity is humbled, everyone's brought low, and the eyes of the haughty are brought low. But like 16 and 17, like it's just, it's more a matter of fact. The Lord of hosts is exalted in justice. And the holy God shows himself holy in righteousness. They then the lambs shall graze in their pasture, and the nomads shall eat among the ruins of the rich. It's it, it's not overtly polemical, even if something inside me wants to read it that way. Like, yeah, the rich have been ruined, or you know, Twitter's back to being a public company. I don't know, whatever. Um, but we have to be careful not to read that into read our favorite parts um, as you know, underwriting every other part of the Bible. Uh, the Bible is a conversation over time. Um, and I don't think we do ourselves any favors um, thinking that it says one thing uniformly, fundamentally, um, and comprehensively. I think if it can be said, if that can be said, it's not like empires are bad or something or or I don't know, whatever. I think it's that God is good and look at what God has done. That's about as accurate you can make of a fundamental statement of of the Bible. Not that like and I'm I say that because I'm writing my next book pitch and John the Baptist really seems blinded by his anti imperialist agenda, like or or sentiment, whatever you want to call it. And he misses this the point in, in Luke uh, seven and three, um, through, you know, Luke makes this point through soldiers and I'll, I may cover that different thingy, but like, it's okay to be anti-imperialist, but just because you're anti-imperialist doesn't mean that everything else, that everything is read through an imperialist lens. Sometimes, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. A prayer for sound government from the Book of Common Prayer. O Lord, our Governor, bless the leaders of our land, that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to other nations of the earth. Teach our people to rely on your strength and to accept their responsibilities to their fellow citizens. 
that they may elect trustworthy leaders and make wise decisions for the well-being of our society, that we may serve you faithfully in our generation and honor your holy name. For yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.